Handful of Stars by Cynthia Lord, Chapter 12. At the beginning of summer, it always feels like there's so much time ahead. Whole empty calendar pages of sunshine, warm sea breezes, midnight thunderstorms, and running barefoot in the grass. Enough afternoons to do every single thing you wanted to do, and even some days left over to do nothing at all. But somehow, summer flips up and flies by. Instead of feeling hopeful and free and happy as August wore on, I couldn't help feeling sad pangs that when the Blueberry Festival was over and summer went away, Selma would go with it. Every chance we had, Selma and I painted bee houses. As we worked and customers came and went from the coffee station, I quizzed her on blueberry facts. Okay, here's another one, I said. Why do we still employ blueberry rakers? Why isn't the whole industry mechanized? One reason is rocks, Selma said, painting tiny sea lavender flowers on her bee house. The land is rocky, and it costs a lot of money to move boulders. People with rakes can get into places that a machine can't. Right. I skimmed through the main wild blueberries brochure Selma had picked up at the Winthrop office. When is the wild blueberry season in Maine? I'd know that one without even studying, Selma said, late July to early September. And then where will you go? I asked. She looked up from the flowers she was painting. Maybe Pennsylvania for apple season? I hope so, anyway. The school I go to in Pennsylvania has the best art teacher. Mrs. Danbury is one of my star friends. She almost makes up for fractions. Fractions? What do you mean? My Pennsylvania school is behind my Florida school in math, she said. Not by a lot, but they hadn't done adding and subtracting fractions when I left Pennsylvania in fourth grade, and my class in Florida was past that when I came. So I missed it, and I always get adding and subtracting fraction questions wrong when you have to change the bottom numbers. I hate when people think I'm not smart or they make fun of me just because I don't know something they know. I don't like that either. Does either school have after-school help? I asked. I had to do that with decimals. I hate the decimal point. Hard to believe something so little can cause so many problems. Selma shrugged. It's hard to stay after school because I don't have someone who can pick me up at the right time. Give me another blueberry question. I looked back at the brochure. Maine harvests what percentage of low bush wild blueberries in the USA? 98%, Salma said. That's right. What's the Maine state dessert? Blueberry pie, Salma said. Well, there was a pushback a few years ago by the whoopie pie people, a voice said, startling us both. I hadn't paid any attention to Marty Johnson fixing his coffee next to us. I certainly didn't know he'd been listening. But the blueberry pie people won, Marty said. How are blueberry bushes pruned? Salma smiled at him. By mowing or burning. Doesn't burning kill the plants, though? Only on the top. Burning keeps the weeds out and destroys disease, Marty said. After a field is burned, the blueberries are the first plants to return. So burning gives blueberries a head start. Do you know what the top of a wild blueberry is called? The calyx, Salma said. It's in the shape of a five-pointed star. a girl. Marty put a plastic lid on his coffee. You keep it up. You're going to do great. After Mrs. LaRue's doubt, it felt really nice to have someone on your side, on our side. As Marty left, I looked back at the brochure. When did it become popular for factories around here to start canning wild Maine blueberries? During the Civil War, cans of blueberries were sent to feed the Union Army. At my feet, Lucky startled and gave a little bark. I looked down the store aisle to see that a lady had come in with a German shepherd. The dog was wearing a red and black service dog vest. Shh! It's okay, Lucky, I said. He's just visiting. He won't hurt you. 
Lucky was on his feet now, tail wagging. I had to grab his collar to keep him from going down the aisle to the dog. Lucky wants to make a friend, Salma said. You aren't supposed to distract service dogs, I said, and Lucky gets so excited it might annoy that dog, or he might worry Lucky would hurt this person. Gripping him by the collar, I looked back at the brochure. How do wild blueberries make new plants? They spread underground by rhizomes, Salma said, which creates new roots and stems. A wild field has lots of different rhizomes all running along under the ground, so that's why there can be so many different blueberry colors, sizes, and... Um, she made a face. What's the matter? I asked. I'm trying so hard not to, um, there can be different colors, sizes, and flavors, I said, setting Lucky back under the table. We can stop now if you want to. You already know more about blueberries than I do. But I have to be one of the best, Salma said, or I won't get to show my talent. The chime above the door sounded as the woman with the service dog left the store. Good. Lucky lay back under the table and rested his chin on my foot. I waited a few seconds to be sure he would stay. Then I picked up a new bee house and the autumn leaf stencil. I hadn't done that one in a while. Why don't you try doing a bee house without the stencil? Salma asked. It might look better than you think. It might look worse, too. She shrugged. But at least it would be yours. That's what I like about art. It lets me become more like myself, not more like everyone else. Well, that was all well and good for Salma. I would never have signed my bee houses or called them art, but it still stung to hear her say the stenciled bee houses weren't even mine. Not everyone is as good at painting as you are, and I want these to sell, I said sharply. It doesn't feel like the right time to try something new. Maybe you're scared to try, Salma asked. Like you're scared of fractions? My eyebrows came down. I can't afford to waste these houses. So what about the blueberry enchiladas, Selma asked. Are you going to take a chance on them? Yes. I had already decided that we could give away little samples and then people could try them if they weren't sure about buying a whole one. She smiled. Mama said she'd be glad to make us the tortillas, but I can't bring the blueberries. Mr. Rinthrop lets us pick a few to eat ourselves, but I couldn't pick them to sell. I know where I can pick some, I said. You don't have to help me, though. You have to do that all day long. Selma shrugged. It won't feel like work if we do it together. I can bring a couple of rakes so it'll go faster. Where should I meet you? It's not far from your camp. I'll walk over and get you tomorrow night after supper. As I taped the autumn leaves stencil on my bee house, I glanced down to the brochure open on the table. When was the first blueberry rake invented? 1910. I kept asking and she kept answering until the drying shelf above my table was full of bee houses.